Hi, I'm Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm talking with Kira Sundance, who's a world-acclaimed professional stunt dog show performer. I first saw Kira in her amazing dog, Chelsea, on Animal Planet's TV show, Pet Star, and I was completely blown away. I thought I had the smartest dog on the planet, but you made Einstein look like he's still in kindergarten. <laughs> hey, Val, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm surprised you remember us from way back then. Yeah, we were on um, Animal Planet's Pet Star. Oh, gosh, how many years ago was that? Probably I don't like know. Like eight years ago or something. Was it really? Oh, my God. Well, it was so timely and fresh, and it was the show. The trick you and Chelsea did was brilliant. I'm going to ask you a lot more about that in just a minute. But let me first let everybody know more about who you are. Kira Sundance, you are a world-acclaimed professional stunt dog show performer. You know what? I didn't even know there was such a thing, but (laughs) I just love that. You and your dogs have starred in Disney's Underdog Stage Show in Hollywood. You did a command performance for the King of Morocco at his palace in Marrakesh. You've done numerous NBA halftime shows. You've performed on The Tonight Show twice. You've been on Ellen, E.T., Worldwide Fido Awards, Animal Planet's Pet Star, of course, and you've even co-starred in Show Dog Moms and Dads. Uh, You're also nationally ranked in competitive dog sports, which is so cool, and you work as an animal trainer for dog actors on TV and movie sets, and, of course, we'd love to have you drop some names. (laughs) That one. Um, wow, you uh, you ran down my whole resume. I know, I know. I've got. Uh, oops, and there's more. <laughs> we haven't finished. Um, you authored five books, including, and I actually have two of them. I love them, including the international bestseller One Hundred and One Dog Tricks, uh, which you said has been translated into fifteen languages. And you've got step-by-step photos and instruction with positive techniques to teach behaviors. Your newest book. 101 Ways to Do More with Your Dog releases in October of 2010. I'm going to really look for that. I think that's the short version anyway, so welcome, Kira. <laughs> Thanks, Val. Thanks for having me. Well, um, I'm not sure what would what, you like to talk about today. Oh, well, I've got uh, tons of questions. You have a tagline. I want to start with this because I think it's so important. Your tagline is, do more with your dog. What yeah. made you think about that? Why is that important? Well, what I like to advocate is just incorporating your dog into more areas of your life. So, you know, rather than just setting aside a specific time to work with your dog, why not incorporate him into your exercise program, into your errands that you have to run, into your socialization, and, you know, sort of practice sports or do exercise routines that your dog can participate into. And that's actually the theme for my new book, the one called 101 Ways to Do More with Your Dog. It shows you 101 different um, competition sports and activities that you can do with your dog. Neat, interesting things like yoga, which is dog yoga, or competition sports like dog agility, dog diving, frisbee, obedience competition. There are sort of less sport things you can do with your dog, such as um, there are some churches that allow dogs to come to service with them. So that's oh, a way that. you can incorporate your dog. There's this, uh, pet, pet therapy where you can bring your dog into schools and hospitals and yeah. have them visit with patients. Right. So lots of ways to incorporate your dog into your daily life. And that's, that's great for your dog. Gets them out to see the world. It's great for the bond that comes from that between you and your dog. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, ooh, ooh, how exciting. Oh, okay, so so how did you come to be on Animal Planet's show Pet Star and all this other all these other Hollywood 
stuff. I mean, tell us about that. How did that happen? You know, me and uh, my my older dog, Chelsea, we started very much in the world of competitive dog sports. So we were all into the competition obedience and agility and hunting and um, uh, retrieving, and we do mushing and frisbee and all this different kind of stuff. So we've got a whole wall full of these. You earn titles and you earn ribbons and you go up through the rankings and get national rankings and doing this. So that was kind of like my, my real thing. Uh-huh. And then this show, Animal Planet, had a show called Pet Star. And it's like a talent show for animals, not just dogs, for all uh-huh. animals. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they had just randomly auditions in my city, like in Burbank. Yeah. And so I made up, because my dog was already well-trained, I just kind of made up this little routine that we're going to do. Yeah. And we went down and auditioned for the show, got on the show, won our episode, went to the $25,000 Grand Championships, and we won a medal in the championship. <laughs> I, I know. You know how you, you just don't know how life goes. It's just kind of one thing to <laughs> another. And that kind of just led us down the road of, like, this performing thing. We started doing all these performances oh. on oh, TV wow. and shows and mm-hmm. sort of got more and more into that for a variety of reasons. I mean, one of which I find I find those live shows to be very rewarding because competition sometimes when you do competition the rules are set out for you by somebody yeah. else this is what right. you have to get your dog to do right when you do these live shows you can kind of change the rules you say okay i want want my dog to do this your dog is kind of doing something a little different mm-hmm. and you go you know what we're going to change it we'll do it your way and you can kind of make those changes and it just feels very yeah. cooperative but yeah it's just like a teamwork between the two of you, and it's just a really rewarding experience. So, oh um, man, I was gonna say you have to tell everybody what trick y'all did on the Pet Star uh, show. Right? Okay, Chelsea does this trick where she can she demonstrates her ability to read. She reads her numbers one through fifteen. Mm-hmm. So I have different blocks, and <laughs> each block has a number on them. Uh-huh. And then I put up a blind, so I stand behind the blind, and I let the host pick out any number. And he says, Chelsea, go find number five. Uh-huh. And then she looks at all the blocks and comes back with number five. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> so cool. trick one. Her, uh, yeah, yeah. Is, is, uh, is Chelsea doing your taxes and stuff yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she can't quite work the keyboard yet. That's oh, man. Problem. <laughs> that's, that's all, that's, we just need a bigger dog-friendly keyboard. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> They'll have their own iPhone, iDog phones, and and everything soon. Um, so how in the world did you teach her that trick? Because I found that story fascinating, too. Oh, you know, I'm not going to give away all my secrets. No! Oh, okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll be happy to give you instructions on any other trick in the world except oh. that's kind of her... Uh, oh, that is so funny. You are so cute. Okay. All right, all right. Well, you'll have to teach us another trick. Okay, so teach us something I, I, else I, that us lesser mortal dog people can do. <laughs> I, can I teach you one right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what? Okay, this one is from my book, 101 Dog Tricks. Okay. And it's always a favorite. It's called Tidy Up Your Toys Into the Toy Box. Oh, I love that. So if your dogs are like mine, there's toys all over the house, right? Yeah, mine's got at least, has over 20 at last count. I know, I uh-huh, know. Uh-huh. So in this trick, the dog picks up her toys and puts them into the toy box. Cool. So first thing we need to do is to teach the dog to fetch, okay? A lot of dogs are sort of natural retrievers. If you get a dog like a Labrador retriever or a Golden Mm -hmm. Retriever, they're probably already pretty good at fetch. Mm -hmm. If your dog has not learned to fetch, here's a good way to teach them. Start with a tennis ball. Cut a slit in the tennis ball with a box cutter. 
Oh, sort of squeeze it so it makes a little opening. Yeah. Show your dog as you drop some kibble inside there. Oh, oh look, kibble, kibble. Toss the ball a little bit. He's going to run after the ball. He's going to kind of try and play with it a little bit. Call him back. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Try and get him to bring it back. As soon as he brings it back, squeeze it so that the kibble falls back out again. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to learn. He'll learn pretty quick that the only way he can get that cable out is to bring it back to you. Wow. You just do that a couple of times a day, and he'll get the hang of that real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I love so that. Once, That's a great setup. Mm-hmm. Once we've taught him to fetch, and we want to teach him to fetch and drop it into the toy box, uh-huh. you're going to have him go fetch a toy. On his way back, show him a treat. Hold the treat right above the toy box. Here, get it, get it, get it. When he opens his mouth to get your treat, the toy is going to fall right in the box. That's good. And you give him the treat right then. So, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll take probably, you know, a month of kind of working on this a little bit before uh-huh. your dog kind of gets it down. But, well, we're at the time, you know. It's such a cute uh-huh. and handy one. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and anything that helps around the house is a real favor. I, I mean, this just worked for husbands and children. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just pull their weight around the house. Huh? Exactly. Yeah, and put put dust mops on their little feet and everything else. <laughs> oh God, what got you into dogs, Kira? What what? How did that happen? I mean, did you wake up when you were a little kid? They said, "What did you want to do?" And you said, "I want to be a professional dog trainer, stunt, stunt uh, performer." I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know funny that if you look back onto the things that you liked as a kid uh-huh. and then, you know, many years go by and you grow up, I think those things are really always going to be very dear to your heart. And, you know, in my case, I was, I, um, my whole, like, childhood life, I wanted to be a veterinarian and I just loved animals. And then things changed along the way, went to college, kind of got convinced to, you know, go to medical school, didn't end up liking that, whatever. Yeah. Things come full circle, and then at some point I just really got into the animals again. And you kind of look back and you go, you know, <laughs> you really need to pay attention to those signs in your kid of what of yes. what your real passion is because that's probably what your life passion is. So yes. fortunately I had a chance to come around to it as an adult and um, really indulge that passion. It's worked out great. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I have a similar story that we won't go into here, but I really understand that. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad you made it back to what <laughs> makes your heart sing. It does. It does. I, there's I so much that. fun. And then, you know, I think there's a there's a point, too, where you just – there's a time in your life where mm-hmm. um, you're just really open to having that dog, probably much like it would be, you know, for a child. In my case, it was a dog that I just – really wanted something in my life that, you know, to just love and to, to care yeah. for and to teach, and it's just been really rewarding for me. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. How many dogs do you have right now? I have the two. Chelsea is, um, she's nine and a half, and uh-huh. then I have uh, another Weimaraner puppy, Jady. She just turned two. And Jady uh, at two. <laughs> yeah. Great. Two Weimaraners. Yeah. Two Weimers. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, so um, so you took your passion and then you started writing these amazing books, and they really are so brilliantly well done. You know, most I, I don't know dog training books they, they kind of run the gamut. You know, some of them are a lot harder to follow. I find yours so exceptionally easy um, and clear, and the approach that you use is so joyful. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just and it's it's just so much. It's so entertaining. I mean, even just thinking of the tricks just makes me smile. Oh, thanks, Val. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I wrote the, the book, um, 101 Dog Tricks. It's a really popular book, and um, I wrote it much like I would want 
to read a book myself, which is it's got tons of pictures for it, for every one of the hundred very important. Mm-hmm. There are there are about six step by step pictures that show you exactly here's where you put your hand here's what the dog is doing so you just follow uh-huh. the steps and then all the instructions are written all step by step so it tells you like the six steps to follow okay and um that's kind of like how I like to follow things I don't I don't necessarily want to read a lot of words it's just like oh show me the pictures and show then me I the pictures the yeah. <laughs> go back and read yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I have a joke about my books that I say I'm not sure anybody actually reads my books. I think they just look at all the pictures. But. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, and and it is written, I think, um, with a with a joyful and enthusiastic spirit, um, because that's really that's how I train, and yeah. that's really um, how you need to work with dogs, especially at the beginning. I I think one of the most common problems people run into is that. Uh, they become frustrated when they're training a dog. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it really can be. You, you've told the dog ten times how to do it, and he's still not getting it, <laughs> and you get frustrated and you get mad. And I think people sort of have that expectation that, you know, I told them ten times, what's yeah. the problem? It's stupid or something. When in reality, no, you don't tell them ten times. You have to show them a hundred times before right. they're going to get it. So <laughs> if it's ten times he's not getting it, that is not, not, uh, anything to be uh, not expected, you know. So yeah. I, I think um, just keeping that that sort of really encouraging spirit for the dog is probably the most important thing. Yeah, you know, one thing I tell my clients and students is that if that training is supposed to be fun, it, yeah. it's supposed to be a game. It's supposed to be a joyful interaction. <laughs> and yeah. if it's not, then something's wrong. You know, we have yeah. to we have to correct. You know, we have to figure out what's wrong and and re- regroup. You know, refresh, reboot. So, um, and that and that's our job as the trainer. Our job is to bring that motivation to the dog. Yes. To really make this seem like a fun thing to do. Like, come on, we're going to go train. And that's your job. You're the coach, you know. Yes. Coach yes. has got to get everyone enthused about it. So I love that. Yeah, and, and the good coach. The ooh, 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 yes. As I know, you know, with my dog, um, he, the, one of the most favorite things that he does in his whole day is – a game it's something that you know i've taught him or that i'm trying to teach him or that we're working on that way i mean he would do that all day long if i would just stay with him to play with him you know it's just that much fun i have been teaching him the put put the toys in the toy box game oh Um, great yeah he knows the difference between his right front paw his left front paw wonderful Um, yeah he does high five he does uh, find it and he does bring it and he does shut the door uh, which is favorite one of his favorite games is to shut the door and he does that for visitors and (laughs) everybody else He, he loves shutting the door so that's just a few things that I've taught him but I mean he's just a remarkable dog and and so I, I really relate to the concept of what you're working on which is and what you're trying to teach people which is to do more with your dogs you know so yeah. so let me ask you this why do you think that teaching dogs tricks is important um, I mean, it's not just for fun and and party tricks right yeah i mean i i'm going to say i'm going to give you sort of my two top reasons number yeah. 1 um number 1 reason it's a it's it's the most bonding experience I can think of. To be teaching, yes, specifically tricks to a dog. And I've done this is coming from a person who has done every dog sport and all sorts of things with my dog. Um, there's something about teaching tricks because you're looking directly into the dog's eyes while you're teaching it, and he's looking into your eyes, and mm-hmm. you're like trying to communicate. And then you got that moment when you did communicate, and he gets it right, yeah, and yeah. you're so happy, and he's so happy, and you're looking at each other, and it's just so bonding. <laughs> a little different.
different than like agility or obedience where you're sort of side by side and you're not looking into each other's eyes that much. So that, right, that's right. really great for me. And the second reason I'm going to say, and you know, sometimes you look at funny tricks and you're like, oh, what's the, what's the use of teaching that trick? It doesn't serve any purpose. Like why are you teaching a rollover or something? Okay. But you're, you're increasing your dog's um, intellect. Anything you teach a dog, whether it's silly or whether it's useful or whatever, you're growing his brain and you're teaching that dog how to learn. So the more things you teach him, the quicker he's going to learn new things. By the time you've taught him 50 tricks, the 51st one he picks up, like, really quickly because he's already learned how to learn. So it's just a great exercise to do for him. Well, I'm thinking you've already – you've learned also how to train. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) As our dogs are our mirror, right? I mean, they're going to teach us. If we've got it right, they'll get it. And if we don't, then we need to look to ourselves. It's like, what did we do uh, that didn't make sense, that was confusing, that, you know, we didn't have the timing right, we didn't have the cue right, we we weren't confused, uh, we were confused, you know, we weren't clear in our mind what we wanted, right? I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought up that point. That's That's an excellent point, is when the dog is not getting it or he's doing something that we didn't want him to do, mm-hmm. you've got to look to yourself. I mean, you don't blame the dog. <laughs> You're saying, what did I do to miscommunicate to the dog? And it, right. it is always you. <laughs> right, you right. And you, it is always you. It is. You know, and I'm a communicator. So when I talk to dogs, people bring their dogs to me and they go, why is my dog so stupid or can't learn or whatever? And I'm going, well, <laughs> the bad news is it's not the dog that's stupid. <laughs> I know. It's like we have a reality check there. Uh, I've uh, gotten more than a few people tell me that their dog is stupid, and then you meet the dog. It's like a great dog. You're like, yeah, we need to have a little chat. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, let's just sit down right now, have a little reality checkup. Okay, so, uh, so I'm so glad you brought that up because that's why teaching tricks is important. As it does, it bonds us, it, it creates a great game, a, a, a way to communicate with each other, and it's so important, it grows their brain. It, it, yeah. it challenges them to think, uh, to reason, to, you know, to, um, to get smart, uh, to learn how to work with us. And, you know, honestly, humans can be so dense. Um, you know, so it gives them a tool, to, a way to reach us sometimes it <laughs> when, does. when we're it, lost. It, it, it gives them a way to be a good girl, and I'll tell Thank you, you. Yes. I've got, um, I live out sort of in ranch property here, so dogs mostly, they don't have fences, they're just ranch dogs, they run around or whatever. The neighbor dog, um, it's one of those dogs that's never, you know, he just runs loose, whatever, he doesn't wear a collar, and he hangs around me and my dog, so I taught, him, he does. <laughs> a, a little, I taught him a little trick, I taught him how to shake hands, uh-huh. and that dog comes and finds me every day, and he goes right up to me, and he lifts his little paw, and he shakes me all the time, because that's like the only thing he knows, you yeah. know, that, that makes me happy, and I say, oh, good boy, or something, uh-huh. it's so great that like, I gave him something to do where he oh. can be a good boy now, you know? That is so sweet. I mean, you think of it from his viewpoint, his people don't get it. But you've given him a way to connect, you know, and yes, a way to yeah. feel the joy and the love, man. And and yeah. it, it, it looks like doing this, and, and humans respond to this, at least Kira does. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> Thank God for I Kira. Love that. I, I love to too. give him a little thing like that. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. So, um, So is there one favorite forever dog that really touched your heart or inspired you or made you decide you wanted to spend your life helping people do more with their dogs? You know, Chelsea is my one in a million Chelsea, dog. Chelsea, she's the one in yeah. a million. Oh, yeah, she is. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't even all, I, I just get too emotional even trying to go into what she means to me, but she's, she's nine and a half now. Yeah. And she and I have just been through everything together and, um, she has made me the trainer I am today. Wow. Um, really just taught me everything I, I know and, and along the road, I've made so many mistakes with her. Um, you know, bad, bad teaching and sort of, you know, all, all wrong things that I know better now and, uh-huh, and she's God. put up with it all and, you know, and you, you make mistakes along the road and then you just have to go back and correct them. It's not yes. like you've, you've ruined the dog and you should just go out and get a new one and start fresh or something. You go back and you correct the mistakes. Takes a little bit longer. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what you do. So yeah, she's, um, she's a special girl. And then, uh, JD came in, uh, about two years ago and, um, has just been a joy. And what's been really fun with the two of them is, um, uh, using Chelsea to teach JD. So ah. Chelsea is a great teacher along with me. Um, and I've used heavily something called mimicking with the, with the little puppy, JD. Mm-hmm. So I will have JD just sit on her little pedestal and I'll take Chelsea and I'll have Chelsea ten times in a row dunk a basketball into a basketball net. Mm-hmm. Then I'll put her back, bring out puppy JD and say, okay, JD, dunk. JD takes the basketball, goes right over and doesn't quite make the basket, but pushes it against the basketball net or something. <laughs> hasn't quite figured out the well, trick of it yet, yeah, <laughs> or the, but, the technique but, of it. Uh-huh. No, but but really, um, it's been such a huge help to have Chelsea sort of demonstrate the tricks, and JD yeah. is able to then mimic that trick. So that's been just, um, it's made training go a lot faster this time. <laughs> yes, yeah. That, well, yeah. Oh, man. And I find that really, that's a real valuable tool, because we don't really think of that often, you know, mimicking. So they mimic us, right? But then they also uh, mimic and learn from the other dogs or from other beings. So they they do much more so from other dogs. I mean, I've tried to use mimicking to teach my dog. Like I'll you know <laughs> lift my hand here, shake, shake, and the dog doesn't really get it. Or you no. try and roll over. Okay, roll over. The dog doesn't really get it. <laughs> no. So when they see another dog, though, then it's yeah. all different. So. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. I know if I go down and roll over, you know. <laughs> Yeah, My yeah, dog will yeah. have lost the point completely. He'll yeah, be on top yeah. of me thinking, this is a great new game. Jump on mom. Exactly. This is the jump yeah. on mom game. Oh, cool. Oh, man, that's great. Um, so what is the number one thing you think every dog parent really needs to know to have a great relationship with their dog? Oh, my gosh. Number one thing that they need to know. You know, let, let me... <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many things I want to say. Let me let me throw this out. You can, you can tell us more than one. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me throw out treats. Um, and I get uh, asked about treats a lot. Probably the more common question I get asked about treats is, at what point do I have to stop giving treats to my dog in order to get them to do behaviors, get them oh. to do tricks? Oh. And the answer is really kind of never. Um, oh. That's okay. that's the way we train dogs. Dogs. Uh, they're all about what's in it for me and what do I have to do to get it. Well, that's so, familiar. That's what's in it for all of us. I and mean, that's what we all do, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> what's in it and for me? What do I get out of it? Uh, it is. Yeah? And, and uh-huh. at the beginning of teaching a dog, we rely heavily on treats. You're giving out a treat every four seconds, just mm-hmm. behavior treat, behavior treat, behavior treat. As the dog gets better, you start to give out less treats. You ask for maybe four different behaviors before you give a treat. Mm-hmm. And then you start giving your treats on what's called a variable 
schedule of reinforcement, mm-hmm. which means uh, kind of sporadically. So your dog never quite knows when he's going to get a treat, and so he'll work a little bit and keep trying real hard because he doesn't know if the next time is going to earn him a treat. So we kind of wean off of them, mm-hmm. but you never cut them out completely. We're always going to be using treats to, to train the dog. Right, right. I, I think that's important, and it, it just makes total sense, total sense. Um is there anything else that you think dog parents need to know? Um, I'm going to say infinite second chances. <laughs> so we give our we we need to give our dog infinite second chances. So your dog does something wrong, goes in the kitchen trash can, you give him a timeout in his kennel. When he's done his time, when he comes out, <laughs> let him have another. We're back to normal. He's back to being a good dog. He gets another chance to make that mistake or not make that mistake again. So it's important to not sort of hold these grudges against the dog. Once they've they've been corrected for it or gone in their timeout, start completely fresh again and, and go back to being happy with them again. Yeah. Oh, you know, I think that's a great philosophy for all of us for to live a, a good life, don't you? Yeah, you know, I think with people we tend to hold grudges yeah. you know, a lot, and you got to bring up, you know, mm-hmm. remember when mm-hmm. you forgot my birthday ten years ago? Right, <laughs> so, right. But with dogs, we can't do that. They don't remember that long ago, and and there's no way to communicate that to them. So you have to just right. completely cut out the past and just start from where you are now. Yeah, um, I will say there's one caveat to that, though, Kira, that you may not be aware of, and and when we bring in animal communication. We actually can go back in time and and discuss what happened then, but then we also have to be in the present, which is where our animals live in the present and the future and and moving forward you know mm-hmm. what's important um especially if we've dropped the grudge, you know done the forgiveness bit, we've rebooted our own self, you know, and now we're moving forward being present, okay, now what do we do let's re- let's mm-hmm. move forward. So I just want to give you, that's one of the little secrets that I teach my students and work with my clients. We can go back and we can say, now, when you did that, that was a bad thing. This is what we would have rather you have done. Uh, so it gives them the positive suggestion of what, you know, what would have worked better. Um, so there you go. Isn't that cool? That's a cool thing to do, to know. Um, also, oh, okay, 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 I have, I have another question. Do you have a favorite dog training story? Or, what, or, or, or this one, what's the most outrageous fun trick you've ever taught a dog? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, okay, I have I have two of them. I'll give you my husband's favorite trick, which yes, is <laughs> which is get me a beer from the fridge. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually in my 101 Dog Tricks book, and the and the dog can learn. You tie a dish towel around the um, refrigerator door handle, uh-huh. and the dog will go and pull the the door open, <laughs> get the beer, and then close the door like your dog knows how to close the door. That's kind that. of a that's a funny one i don't know how many That's people actually do it great one. And, yeah i love it um the other one that i use i do this one in my live show and it always gets a, a big laugh is um i have a like a kitchen step cam okay and i have a, a stuffed kitty cat and i say oh this is chelsea's you know pet cat and chelsea loves her cat and it's her job to take care of her cat chelsea can you show them how you take care of your cat and then she comes over and takes the stuffed kitty and runs over and puts it in the in the step can. In the trash can? It in, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets a laugh. You know, dog versus cat thing. I know. Oh, the cat so owners funny. are going to hate me now. But yeah. yeah, probably. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Uh, whatever. Oh, great. Uh, 
All right. Um, let's see. Um, you've got a trick dog titling program. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, so uh, there is a way. I mentioned at the start of this conversation that um, there's a lot of uh, opportunities to earn different titles and rankings in dog sports. Um, there was never before this any title for dog tricks. And I find, with myself at least, I have a lot more motivation to train if I'm working toward a goal, like of, of getting a title or a competition or something, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of first uh-huh. on a little bit. Yeah. So that's originally why I started this dog trick titling program. So this is um, a way that you can earn one of four levels of trick dog titles, and it's based on my book, 101 Dog Tricks. Okay. You need to teach a certain amount of tricks to your dog. You can demonstrate them in your own home to a witness, and a witness just signs off that he, your dog oh, has really? done these tricks, okay. mail that in, and, and you can earn your title that way. So, yeah, oh, that's so cool. A, a little okay. goal to work towards. And so, um, and how many tricks do they have to do to send that in and have it signed off by a witness? You know, it's um, eh, there's, there's different levels of tricks. So basically for the first title, for your novice title, the dog has to know 15 tricks, except the harder tricks are worth two points, so sometimes okay. less than 15. And uh, I know 15 sounds like a lot, but there's included in that 15 is things like sit down, come stay, stand, mm-hmm. um, heal, you know, some of the some of the more basic ones. So you kind of get to 15 a little okay. easier than you think. Okay, okay. Oh, cool. And then, so there's a novice level. What are the other levels? Novice, intermediate, advanced, and expert. And then there's also a certification program for um, certified trick dog instructors. Oh. Um, and that would be for people who want to teach um, dog tricks classes, and this is a way to get their certification for that. Oh, how cool. Oh, I love this. Yeah, yeah okay. I like to okay. promote it. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I love it. I, I also really like the concept and where you took it, you know, because you're right. The dog shows, and I work with a lot of competitive, you know, professional kinds of dogs, handlers and shows and stuff, and um, – and it's not a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it's you know, I mean, it's it's very rigid. The rules are rigid. The the way that, that they do it is rigid. There's a lot of stress, you know, a lot of tension, um, you know, a lot of I don't know high tempers and stuff. Um, but this is fun. This is all about having fun. Um, and don't I mean, if your dog could choose which kind of thing he wanted to do or she, <laughs> which you think they would choose, right? Um, yeah, and and I like the fact that you're not competing against other people. You're competing against yourself mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. against the score sheet. So, you know, there's, there's, as you said, when you're competing against other people, there's always sort of the the mm-hmm. chance that people are going to get a little too competitive there. <laughs> yeah, my dog can do that better than, or faster than your dog, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're so competitive. Uh, okay, so um, okay, okay, uh, it's time for name dropping. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you've worked with actors and on movie sets and things like that. Can you drop some names? Who, who all have you we, worked with? We do. Oh, um, you know, we don't do a ton of movie work, um, but okay. since I live out in the LA area, we um, I, I do set training for dog actors, and then okay. my dogs do a little bit of acting. Um, probably the biggest name we've worked with, we did a. Um, a shoot once, and, you know, when you get these call sheets for shoots, they don't say anything. They just say, like, dog to sit with talent or something like that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, you you show up, and they, you know, you wait around all day, and then it's finally, you know, they need the dog, and they bring you out there, and the talent is Angelina Jolie. Oh, (laughs) 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 Like, oh, nobody Ah. 
Oh, so that's we so cool. CERN yeah. and Lindsay Lohan, and um, we uh, recently did um, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. Oh, that's cute. And I did a set training for a, a new series on, on Nat Geo Wild called My Dog Ate What, which is about dogs that have, <laughs> that have eaten strange things. And, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so much fun. Thanks. Sure. <laughs> oh God. So, so are the are these actresses and people are they real divas or in and and hard to work with? Or are they actually pretty easy? Um, you know, it it varies. It's um the the actors, the models, they've got a job to do too. So it's yeah. not like they can devote a lot to you know sort of training your dog for yeah. you. Know, yeah, yeah, their own things to worry about. So it's it's um. You don't get a lot of help, I'll say, from uh-huh. the from the actors on set. But mm-hmm. you know, depending on the on the set, you can be pretty close by. Of course, being on any kind of movie set, uh, you have to be quiet, so you have to give all hand signals to your dog instead of verbal oh. cues. Oh, that's so interesting. The yeah, dogs ahead of time have to be set trained, and there are usually within the industry there are set um, hand signals for every one of the behaviors. And if you've seen my 101 Dog Tricks book, you'll notice that there's a, a hand signal for every one of the tricks. Okay. So for your dog to to speak or to lift his right paw or to lift his left paw, there's a different hand signal for that. So that if you're on set, you could just give sort of wiggle those two fingers, and that means lift your right paw or something. That's great. Oh, I love that. With kids, I'll say, you know, ask Chelsea what she did on her vacation, and then I'll just kind of give this really subtle, you know, hand signal cue, and then Chelsea answers her question or whatever, and they think uh-huh. she's talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I saw in your book too, you also use leg, uh, like foot cues. Um, right, yeah. You know, and, and other kinds of things, too. So there's all kinds of stuff you can cue to. Exactly, cool. yeah. You kind of, cool. kind of run out of hand signals after yeah, a while. Running out of fingers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, I love this. Thank you so much. Um, uh, there, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to uh, leave us with or uh, anything you want people to do uh, now that they've been inspired um, and hopefully are ready to go do more with their dogs? Oh, I hope they do. Um, uh, if if you have an opportunity to check out one of my books or, or check it out from the library, um, I think that would be, give you a great place to start. And uh, something you may want to try with your dogs tonight, just a really simple one, is I'll play with my dogs, which hand holds the treat. So you put a treat in one of your two fists and hold it in front of your dog and say which one, and then if they sniff or paw at the correct one, you open that hand and you let them have the treat. If they sniff or paw at the incorrect one, you open it, show them there's no treat, go whoops, and then kind of take a break for maybe 20 seconds so there's a little bit of a penalty for not getting it right. Oh, I and like then that. try again and uh-huh, let them have uh-huh. a second chance at it. Yeah, it's just kind of fun, <laughs> fun one to try. That's a great one. I love it. Oh, man. Thanks, Kira. I have had such a good time talking with you. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Val. Okay. Well, I will talk to you later. All right. Bye, Val. Bye.